and thank you for joining us for another episode of Historical, where we're telling the stories of words that have been spoken and scribbled down throughout time. Today's famous saying has the somewhat dubious honour of being both and also neither. Hold on to your head and maybe your purse strings, because today we're talking about French queens, French cake, French revolution, and a few other things that were neither French nor true. In the late 1700s, the French were, understandably, very cross. The old feudal regime had left a handful of people quite powerful and very wealthy, and left pretty much everybody else out in the cold. Over the course of a handful of years, the French embarked on a revolution, changed their constitution, chopped off a lot of heads, and adopted a new style of very adorable hats. If you think that's a bit of a flippant oversimplification... May I remind you that most people's understanding of this immensely complex political upheaval is based around a single sentence and a highly stylized film starring Kirsten Dunst and approximately every wig ever made. Unbelievably, as it turns out, the famous phrase has even less historical accuracy than the movie. The popular story goes that Marie Antoinette was an entitled spendthrift brat who single-handedly bankrupted France, colluded with its enemies, and started some pretty ridiculous fashion trends to boot. So out of touch was she that when someone informed her that there were, in fact, people who could not afford triple marinated quail's eggs laid in the light of the new moon every afternoon for tea, she was utterly bemused and thought they were making a joke. Upon being told that a devastating famine had hit France's lower classes, leaving the peasants with no bread, she giggled and said, well then, let them eat cake, and then toddled off to have another affair and buy a ludicrously expensive hat. Of course, this never happened. For a start, it was let them eat brioche originally, which isn't so much a cake as a sort of pastry-bread combo. Of course, the lower classes could neither afford cake nor brioche, so it's a bit of a moot point. But more importantly, there are quite a number of very excellent reasons why Marie Antoinette probably definitely never said any such thing. In no particular order, the first time this phrase appears is in Book 6 of Jean-Jacques Rousseau's Confessions, where it is attributed to an unnamed great princess. At the time this was written, Marie Antoinette was a whopping nine years old, And not even French yet. She hadn't been married off and was still happily growing up in her native Austria. It's also a little unclear how much of Rousseau's confessions are confessions of actual facts and how much is just made up for a good story. Not faulting that, by the way. We've got many an episode here that would be non-existent if people didn't love an old-fashioned, highly unrealistic story, but just worth mentioning. Something else that's worth mentioning is that the phrase wasn't actually widely used by the anti-monarchists at the time, if at all. In fact, it may have only been attributed to Marie Antoinette after the French Revolution had ended. If Twitter has taught us anything, it's that if there's absolutely any way to stick someone with something they once said, especially something as pithy and quotable as let them eat cake, people will do it given that the masses literally removed Marie Antoinette's head from her shoulders and believed a number of other wild stories about the demon queen, I personally doubt that they'd have been above really rolling her in this one if it had been even faintly possible. And on top of all this, 
Many historians and biographers have pointed out that Marie Antoinette was quite involved in a number of outreach projects in a spirit that sort of flies in the face of the whole let them eat brioche sentiment. She established a home for unmarried mothers, she visited poor families, she gave financially to several charities, and she also adopted a bunch of children, which most people don't know. In a letter during one of France's bread shortages, in fact, during the only bread shortage likely to have been able to be the famine during which she supposedly made this infamous statement, she wrote a letter to her mother in which she actually comes across as a little bit more in touch and sympathetic than the cartoons of her may have led us to believe. She writes, It is quite certain that in seeing the people who treat us so well, despite their own misfortune, we are more obliged than ever to work hard for their happiness. The king seems to understand this truth. What you might be thinking now is Marie Antoinette, villain or victim. And the truth is probably neither. Queen or no queen, women had very little agency at this time. In fact, one might go so far as to suggest that the wealthier and more powerful you were, in some ways the less agency you had, but let's park that argument for another day. A number of sources seem to agree that the young queen's ridiculous spending was largely the result of boredom and sadness, although of course that didn't make the poor and starving feel any better about it. She was also widely hated simply for being Austrian, and for then colluding with the Austrian monarchy. Of course, that monarchy was her own family, and she had been sent to France with the express purpose of smoothing over the quite volatile relationship between the two countries. So this one seems a little offside as well. France's economic problems also went far beyond the spending of the monarchy, although that was certainly one of the problems, and they certainly surpassed the spending habits of a single woman. And some of the roots of the problem actually went back generations. On the other hand, Marie Antoinette did spend exorbitant amounts of money and wore some ludicrously expensive outfits. And according to a few of her tutors, she may have been a little bit lazy and perhaps not the sharpest knife at the picnic. She didn't approve of the French Revolution, which of course is a big part of her unpopularity. But of course, nobody in her position at the time really did. The Revolution set off a domino chain of democracies, but it's quite hard to project ourselves back to a time when killing the queen seemed like the only way to get there. On the other hand, it's equally difficult to project ourselves back to a time when democracy was new and something to be feared. Really, we can't quite get into the right mindset for either side, so it's hard to take one. And in this case, it's probably not necessary either. Two things can be true at once. Marie Antoinette can be both a symbol of the excesses of an old class and an old system, and she can be a tragic product of those times as well. Her last words are almost as famous as let them eat cake, but these ones are actually true. On the last day of her life, she had to change her dress in front of her prison guards, she had her head shaved, her hands bound behind her back, and she was then put onto a rope leash. If you're imagining Game of Thrones, that's pretty much it. She was then put into an open cart for the hour-long trip to the guillotine and quite amazingly seems to have maintained composure the whole way. As she walked towards the guillotine, she accidentally trod on her executioner's shoe. So her last words before having her head parted from the rest of her were, Pardon me, sir. I did not do it on purpose. 
Thank you for joining this episode of Historical. If you enjoyed yourself, please head over to your streaming platform of choice, subscribe so that you never miss another episode, and leave us a rating and review so that we can continue to tell cool stories. You can also come and find us on Instagram and Twitter at historical underscore podcast and join the Facebook group, which is an excellent place to tell us which words you'd like to hear next. Join us again for more words that shape the world every Tuesday.